You're listening to WMNF Tampa, music and news. another edition of the Sunday Forum right here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete, the surrounding areas. This is your host, the voice of the Tampa Bay area, Walter L. Smith II, along with the members of the Fourth Estate crew, my man. Well, Billy, what's up, long boy? Not too much. Yeah. How, was your, how was your Thanksgiving? Turkey Day. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. That food was good, man. Okay, all right, all right. 
You're too good to come to my house and have anything. That's all right. Oh, I'm not too good. <laughs> I'll be there. You'll be there? Sure. All right, all right. Uh, we, we hope that everybody is safe and uh, the families, that all the families out there enjoyed Thanksgiving and are enjoying the holiday season as we approach the time of the Yule. And that is Christmas. Man, yeah. Kwanzaa. Yeah, all and of that. Kwanzaa, all that. All that in December. All that in December. No, we, 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 we hope that everybody's safe and has been safe over this holiday season and that you have had the opportunity to be with family and friends and enjoy each other's company safely, securely, and uh, that, that things are going well. Hey, listen, a lot has happened. A lot has happened. Uh, uh, wow. Where to start? Where to start? Okay, so, Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> we, we This past week, you know, and people would think that this has nothing to do with our community and things like that, but it has a lot to do with our community, right? And that is the COP27. Yeah, the climate. Yes. Confab yes. that took place. Yes, absolutely. We, listen, for those of you who don't know what that is, uh, the COP27 is the United Nations um, climate uh, meeting that's held. And, and, and there are uh, various nations that, that were there and some that were not noticeably. Uh, Russia was not there. <laughs> right? China was not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they needed to be there. They needed to be there badly. Badly. Um, there were some there were some very positive things that happened during the COP27. Um, and that is that, that includes, number one, for the first time ever. For the, let, let me go back. I think, I think it's best for me to explain it this way. Um, the COP27 is the conference that deals with the issue of carbon emissions, climate change, and so forth. And the the emergency and the disasters that have that surround the issue of climate change globally, right? We have been faced with that same challenge right here in the state of Florida, in Tampa, right? Uh, we faced hurricane storms, major storms that have been sitting out in the Atlantic and, and coming. And, and being predicted to to be hitting the Tampa Bay area many, many times, right? Right. We've been lucky. We've been very, very blessed. I mean, extremely blessed. Uh, but as we look at the issue surrounding that, we look at the issue of global warming. When you talk about climate change, you have to talk about the issue of global warming. And what that entails is that Countries in the in the well, countries around the world are looking at their carbon emissions. How much carbon emissions, or how many how much carbon emissions do they produce? Right, the amount, and that is a determination as to who are the biggest contributors to the issue of global warming. Who is warming up the world, the, the Earth, the most? Right, because of their industrialized practices, or even their residential practices, right? Uh, 
the combination of those things are considered in terms of the habits of various countries and their value with respect to um, uh, the, the use of fossil fuels, right? Funny, one of the arguments that, that comes up quite often when I have these discussions uh, one of the one of the, the the discussions is, well, you know, many of these countries that are considered to be third world countries, um, or what they call countries to the south, which is southern hemisphere countries, mm-hmm. which typically are are considered to be third world countries uh, or continents, uh, then you're looking at the ones who use. Uh, who use a lot of release they have a lot of carbon emissions man but the reason that they do that is because of colonization right and that's and that's what we find and let, let me let me explain why that is the reason that, that that colonization is the is the biggest contributor to those countries using as much um uh, fossil fuels and things of that, of that nature and not moving beyond that is because these countries were mistreated and those and and and, and they're considered to be like uh treat like waste baskets right yeah. so it doesn't matter what happens to these people right um a, a perfect example would be when I was in South Africa um as as a youth uh <laughs> As a, as, as a youth, right? When I was in South Africa as a youth, uh, one of the things I noticed was that black South Africans were, were using coal in their homes. Mm. In their homes. Right? There was a lack of electricity. Whereas, the and, and the power plants were in, were right there in the black community. Right? In, near the townships. Yeah. Whereas the other portion... Uh, where white people lived, they the the plants were producing clean, nice electricity for these white communities. Hmm. And, and and the black folks were left getting cancer, right. dying at extraordinary rates, the whole nine, right. So whatever they suffered, they just suffered, and that's just how it is in the southern hemisphere in India for instance, is one of the biggest carbon users on the planet, right along with China. And the reason that they have such a, such a big issue is because, again, they were colonized, yeah. right? And so they were left to utilize, uh, to, to utilize uh, fossil fuels as a means of mass production, right? And right. that same that same issue was so it, it was so bad it was they were doing it so much because everybody if you look at everything you, that's, that that you have in your house right now where does it come from China so, okay <laughs> right you see China you see India you see yeah where, that's where your production is right? right Singapore Thailand places like that this is where you see these high emission levels right mm-hmm. but they're but they were forced. Into that position, right? That's the how they new, make their money. The new technologies they can't they can't afford it. Oh. so they're stuck with the old technology while the world continues to go there and extract for extractive purposes 
the minerals, the mineral wealth away from the countries. Right. And leave them there to to just link, you know, just just hang around using these old these technologies. old technologies. And that doesn't do anybody any good. So now what's happened is let's let's look at the at the outcomes. So we have for the first time one of the positive things that we have as an outcome is for the very first time um, you have you know there's a big arguments about who was going to pay right for the carbon emissions um, and and how they were going to do it right. Well, what they did at the COP27 is they created a for the very first time and this is a very positive thing a loss and damage fund. A loss and damage fund. It's like reparations. Yeah. Right? It's like reparations. Um, and America got to pay into it. The UK has to pay into it. Germany and all the European states have to pay into it. Uh, Russia is supposed to. But, of course, their, uh, Vladimir Putin was not present. Right? Um, and he's a little busy. Yeah, he's a little busy. Uh, and then you have uh, uh, China, who was not present as well. And that was, all these things were very, very noticeable. Um, Xi Jinping um, and the premier of, I guess, yeah, and the premier of China, uh, Li Keqiang. Um, let's see, and... Vladimir Putin's Vladimir Putin and his prime minister were not present, right? Obviously, because of the war. Um, this is what I would say is the situation there. But uh, the United Kingdom, who has been known for backing out of doing of its responsibilities, <laughs> was warned not to back out. They got to stick in there. They got to stick in there and pay their due, just like everybody else. So. These things happen. We'll be that, keeping our eye on that new yeah, prime minister. Watch, <laughs> we'll watch that, yeah. We got to watch that guy uh, and see what happens there. Uh, and then we had another situation there uh, with regard to the cop, which was very, very concerning, but it was duly noted. And that is with everything that they created and the outcome, the great outcome of the loss and damage fund that was created for the very first time, the issue of the commitment to phase out fossil fuels mm -hmm. was not resolved. Yeah, it was not made. A sure. commitment to phase out fossil fuels was not right. was not made. That's a problem. China still wants to use coal in a lot of places. A lot of the um, corporations that get these productions make these production targets on the cheap right. are not trying to spend money on renewable energy. Mm -mm. At all. Not they can help it. Right. They're going to slow that process down as much as we possibly can. Right. Which is why I guess the Secretary General in the closing message of COP27 said we can and must win this battle but you know we have to relent uh, what was the statement? He asked, it. the world still needs a giant leap on climate ambition. Absolutely. And it does. And we can do our part right here. We can do our part right here in, in the Tampa Bay area. And we do not think that we're, again, I've always said this 
mobility, we need not think that we live in a bubble. Right. And that we are not a part of the world community. We are a part of the world community. The 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 highest number of people who are affected by these carbon emissions in in Hillsborough County are black folks. Right. We sit right there on the cusp of everything where of every industrialized operation in this city and in this county. Right? Affected health wise and everything else. Um, I know that December 17th, for the record, December 17th, uh, from 9 to 3, there will be a think tank. A think tank. December 17th, uh, which is a Saturday, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., is a think tank where policy and issues surrounding uh, environmental racism, environmental justice here in the Tampa Bay area will be discussed and created. Okay, that's going to happen. That will happen at the, at the um, at one two four zero Ray Charles Boulevard, one two four zero Ray Charles Boulevard, right here in the Tampa Bay area, um, from nine a.m. to three p.m. Uh, it's called the Read. The Read Apartments should be there uh, in that that uh, recreation room there, and we will be having um, uh, these discussions uh, and planning and strategizing where we are actually putting together policy. We invite those who are elected officials to come out and be a part of this whole thing because these are the people that we're going to be bringing these policies to as we go into the legislative session in the spring of 2023. So uh, I urge people to please come out and be a part of this. Stop thinking that you are not, that what we just discussed has nothing to do with you, has everything to do with you, has everything to do with your public health, has everything to do with your with your uh, energy burdens? Has everything to do with the fact that uh, you know this hurricane that, that these hurricanes that just came that missed us? Huh. If they did hit us, we would have been in a way worse state than those places that that did get hit. In way worse. That did get hit are still struggling. There's some places still trying exactly. to get back on track. Exactly. And exactly. it looks like the, the red line for climate is the planet needs to be under one and a half degrees temperature. Mm-hmm. That's the limit. And it seemed like a quaint limit, but it seems like... It makes a world of difference. makes a world of difference. It's like pulling teeth to get people on the same page. And we know that a lot of eyes are on Somalia right now because it's suffering uh, famine as a result of climate change and, of course, conflict. And so it's, you know, famine is stalking the land of, of Somalia again. Well, you know, what, what are we going to do, right? We can do our part. Um, we can participate in, in uh, those efforts to help uh, at, back home in, in Africa. Uh, we can do what we can here as well. You know, for the first time, we're able to reach over seas and do something. For mm-hmm. the very first time in our history, we have the means to do that, right? And as well as do what we need to do here at home. Those two things, right there. Right. Everybody else does it, but we don't do that. We don't. Mm. But we need to start we need to start. So, hey, listen. So that that's so that's the COP twenty seven. That's that's for that. Um, 
Listen, man. Uh, the five. Oh, let, me, let, me, let me go back. Let me go back. I'm upset. I'm upset because I found out, you know, I, I like watching Tiffany Cross on MSNBC. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> so she was a solid voice mm-hmm. on MSNBC for uh, the black community and black issues um, in this country. Right? And... She didn't take any stuff. I mean, I really, really like to see Tiffany Cross go at it, right? Mm. And then MSNBC lets her go. They push her out. Now, I don't know what happened exactly, and we're trying to figure it out right now. Nothing solid has been given in terms of a reason that's been publicized. Nothing's been given just yet. Uh, But... That bothers me. That bothers me because when it comes down to black media, when it comes down to any media, um, the the as we see the emerging voices, uh, we see a lot now, a lot more black voices now in media than ever before in mainstream media. Whenever those black voices um, get very, very strong, right? Right. Then something happens. Some, you know, some by some freak chance, this magical thing happens, and all of a sudden they get pushed out. Right? Right. Mark Lamont Hill. Hmm. We saw what happened there, right? Um we see we see the type of scrutiny that uh Don Lemon was getting, right? Uh we see the type of the type of difficulties uh Kamal, what's the name, Kamal Bell? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We see the type of difficulties he's faced. But, but, they, but, but they speak truth to power, man. They speak truth to power. This is a, this is a time now where it, it, the, the Black News Network shut down. You know, all these, these different uh, media outlets that we've had that existed or that, uh, or, and opportunities that we have through the voices of individuals who are out there right now in media have been shut down. Every time they get to right. a certain level uh, and, and start speaking of, on something that's so very, very important, and all of a sudden they got to go. Right. You can't speak her mind. I, I, <laughs> the way I read the story, apparently she made a statement about. It was in a conversation about Florida in the midterm elections. And <laughs> she made a really funny statement, and she said, okay, the final straw for Cross may have been her comments this week about this state appearing. Uh, just reading from a story where she's mm-hmm. quoted, she says, appearing on Comedy Central's Hell of a Week with Charlemagne, Cross was asked which state Democrats which state Democrats could afford to lose in the upcoming midterm elections. And she said, Florida looks like the, <laughs> well, I'm going to say the, the scientific term was penis of the country. So oh, let's get rid of Florida. She said, let's castrate Florida. <laughs> so clearly she was being funny, but she was being asked about the midterm elections and who could, 
which state could lose, Democrats could lose in. And she mentioned Florida, which turned out to be correct. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know. She wasn't incorrect. <laughs> but I'm not sure if that was the, the reason why they got rid of her show. It said it was impossible to separate. She said it was impossible to separate the Republican Party from the right wing extremists saying they had merged right now. So that could have been more controversial than what she said Might have been about that, Florida. I see here where it says that MSNBC insiders claim that Cross was, oust, was ousted partly over her habit of habit. They say habit. Yeah. Habit of making vulgar comments and name-calling on air. But the Post has learned from MSNBC insiders that she also had been under fire for allegedly racking up as much as $100,000 in expenses for five-star hotel stays. Are you serious right now? <laughs> Come on, man. They said journalists all over the world. Come on, man. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. It really is. They're trying to find any possibility and any reason at all to, to get with her. So, yeah, you know, good luck, Tiffany Cross, man. We, yeah. we You know, we... I love to get her on the show. Yeah. And there's another black uh, show host that I'm a little concerned about why he's leaving. His second show he used to be on radio uh, doing a show called A1. And his name Joshua Johnson. And he's leaving his show that he's been on. So I'm not sure why. We'll go and find out why. We're going to find out why. And we'll report back to everybody about that. But um, speaking of... Florida, there was a, there is a school of thought. Well, my thought is that this governor mm -hmm. is obsessed with Barack Obama. <laughs> and that's why he's been acting the way he's been acting. And um, while we can't get anything done, you know, I didn't know this, but uh, a decade ago, he wrote a book about Obama. Really? Yeah, the book was not very well received, wasn't sold heavily uh, doesn't talk much about his own life but he talks a whole lot about Barack Obama <laughs> and uh, he, he wrote the book during the Tea Party movement before oh, he ran for Congress so man. that's who he was trying to ingratiate himself upon there you go um, he uh, basically still kind of weird yeah he basically he was obsessed with the man he Called the book Dreams of Our Founding Fathers, which was a takeoff of Obama's book. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he just basically trolled Obama. Um, and it seems like he and 45, you know, they look for the, the crowd applause because they've been jealous of how much emulate, how much we emulated or really showed a lot of uh, love for Obama when he ran, but that was a historic run. And it, it seems like this is why the racists have gone stark raving mad because they couldn't stand the idea of a black family in the White House. And this guy has been, you know, put these down and put this down in words way back in 2011. When was Barack Obama elected? He went into office in 2009. And we saw that we, even from the governor we had at the time, Rick Scott, we couldn't even get the federal money 
from Obama that Obama was trying to give Florida to increase our infrastructure. Kept blocking it. Uh, yeah, they blocked anything. And now they came. want it. But that, what gets right. me is now, now, now they want the unbelievable, unbelievable. The whole transportation thing, the jobs, all that stuff. This fool sent it back. <laughs> oh, my, oh right. I'm sorry. I, can I say that? Oh, they yeah. gonna, they, I, I hope they don't do me like that. They want they, Tiffany cross you. They, they don't, they're not going to cross me, are they? Oh, man. That's crazy, man. It, it, okay, so we talk about books, right? Yeah. How how many people out there are aware of the fact that there, that there are black... There are books by black authors that are banned right now. Yeah. How many people are aware of that fact? Mm-hmm. I, if, if you're aware of that fact, you know. By right-wing politics. Yeah, call in. We want to hear from you. 813-239-9663. We want to hear from you if you've heard about this. But five black American, I'm sorry, I'm sorry five, five, um, there, there are more than that, of course. Um, uh, books. There are books that have been actually banned from the United States. One of them, because I, I didn't notice, I just didn't notice it, The Color Purple. Yeah, go figure. The Color Purple <laughs> was on Broadway, man. Right. Broadway. One of the biggest movies. Smash it. Smash it. Listen, man. How 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 do you ban the color purple? Yeah, right. Uh, I, I I mean I'd have thought with Soul on Ice. Did they ban Soul on Ice? I I'm probably sure some people did, but Eldridge Cleaver was not considered all that controversial. Actually, and as as he got older, yeah. he became a Republican. Worked yeah, for a Republican. Yes, he did. So now the story, the story, um, This Is Your Time by Ruby Bridges. By Ruby Bridges. Ruby Bridges, the six-year-old girl who integrated New Orleans, a New Orleans school. <laughs> I wish they could see my face right now. Right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. Ruby Bridges, This Is Your Time. It was, it has been banned. Unbelievable. Uh, what's next? Uh, oh, Things Fall Apart. Things Fall Apart. Yeah. Things Fall Apart was a book that I read in high school back in 1989, maybe 1990. And we we really, and, and it was after, um, I actually coincidentally had just come back from South Africa Things Fall Apart is about a South African uh, is about South African issues uh, in apartheid, right? Uh, and how family actually overcame so many uh, challenges during the during the apartheid era. It was a, a, it was a actually a very good book and one that would help one help somebody to understand what's happening or what was happening in the Republic of South Africa at that time um, with apartheid. I just, I don't understand what this is about. But I can tell you this, 
Well, no, I, do, I understand what it's all about, but I think the reality of it is is that we're looking at we're looking at something that, quite honestly, is a snapshot, really, of what would happen if we allow um, this governor or if we allow this Department of Education to prevail when it comes to um, when it comes to teaching proper curriculum when it comes to history. Right. They want you to understand the lies. You know, now, this governor's own book, he tried to sell it on Amazon for $369 starting price, up to $1,683. Yet he's banning books. You know, he he supported right-wing fascist candidates for school boards, which is supposed to be nonpartisan. What's he doing, you know, nominating people are supporting people to be on, certain people to be on school boards throughout the state so that they can ban books that you can't get and get the understanding from. And like I say, he was obsessed, just like most of these Republicans have been obsessed with Barack Obama. And as I mentioned uh, on off the air to you, Florida doesn't report its crime statistics to the FBI. And it's one of the worst states. Only two measly police departments out of 755 police departments in this state are reporting their serious crimes stats because they, I guess, they want Florida to look like a paradise. And uh, But it was given $17.6 million to do so. So what's it doing with $17.6 million that it didn't use for the purpose it was intended for. Just like it do with everything else. It probably pushed it to some, some other use. Yeah. Obviously, you know, listen, we've got to, and, and, and this is the number one reason why it's important for us to take agency in our own communities with regard to controlling the violence that takes place there. Right? Because the violence and the crime across the board, but the violence especially, we can ill afford to continue to have the types of the types of things happen that happen on a consistent basis, it, it, they're not even reporting this. So right. the fact they're not reporting this, and they're giving the money to do it, right? <laughs> and they've been given the money to do it. It means that they they they're supposed to be working to help to resolve a problem, right? They don't even want to know about it, and they don't even want to know about it. Uh, this this is bad. This is very bad. The department, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement uh, has a budget. It's 2021-2022 year fiscal year budget allocated $11.5 million to the Florida Department. The state legislature gave $11.5 million to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement for state level, for the state level reporting system. The department receives $2.6 million a year to report uh, before to continue to transition to this new system that the FBI has. It's $10.5 million since uh, 2019 to 2020 fiscal year. So they've been given a lot of money. They've been given a lot of money that they're just not using for the purpose. And in the meantime, they stand up and make pronouncements about crime during campaigns. Uh, they're not doing anything to show what's really happening. We got a very skewed 
sense of what's happening in this state of only two police forces. One of them Seminole, and the other one is the one of the tribal police stations, uh, police, <laughs> police departments. Stations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we get very skewed reporting, and, and I guess they use the numbers in socioeconomically depressed areas to show how much crime has grown in those cities across the state. What does that say? So they then what, what are they use that as political fodder? <laughs> right, and, and, and to justify their stereotypes. Exactly. To justify the stereotypes that, that, that exist um, with regard to our community. And this is why it's so important to vote, number one, and so important for us to take into our own hands, uh, you know, our destiny. And, 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 I mean, how can we, we cannot, we just can't afford to keep doing this thing of letting, of, of letting these types of things to slip through the cracks. Right. So they can lie. I mean, yeah. like, as one person said, if you can't send the true information to the feds, how are you communicating it to the people that are most impacted? Right. You know, we got some phone calls. This is the Sunday Forum. Let's do it. Let's do <laughs> it. It looks like they want to get in on some of these conversations. We're talking about banned books and books that ought to be banned. At least one book that ought to be. <laughs> what's going on, Florida? What what's, is going, what's, what's going, going on, on, Florida? What's going on? All right, caller, you're on Sunday Forum. You say what? Hey, hey good morning, Mobili. Good morning, Walter. What's going on, man? Yeah, waiting for you to come back. Say congratulations, you you know on what? <laughs> yeah, that game, it's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, was a, um, that was a very good game. <laughs> but let me get get to the topic. Do a whole lot of stuff out there. It's a smorgasbord. Right. Um, let's just say um, the recent the recent voting. Um, what you were talking about, your climate change. How come on the ballot there was not a, a issue of taking our bus service and Heart Plus bus uh, van service to electric. Yeah, right. See what I mean? There you go, Walter. Right. You can do some things to, uh, it's not grandiose, but we can do some things to uh, affect some change. Absolutely. Why wasn't that on the ballot? Absolutely. Um, You don't have to do everything all of a sudden, because they always throw out the word, what cost? Okay, but mm-hmm. well, you you can do something where you can go half electric, half gas, right. and eventually move to uh, electric and install docking stations. You know, uh, uh, throughout the city and stuff. They they don't go to other counties. They service uh, Hillsborough County. They don't go to Plant City. It, a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right here, there's some things that you could do uh, with change. And what else did you? You bring up, kind of help me out here. Uh, uh, the books being banned. Books being banned. Now I had heard about this one. Um, I I hope I'm saying this right. I know why the cage bird sings. Yes. Yeah. That was being talked about being banned. Uh, I remember somebody saying something about Queen. I believe that was by um, Alex Haley. Alex Haley mm-hmm. being banned. Why? Why, Mobili? Uh, let me just say this. This is to protect you and the Sunday Forum uh, and the Fourth Estate. The comments that I'm about to state uh, do not reflect Walter L. Smith, uh, the Sunday Forum, or the Fourth Estate. 
I guess I should throw WMNF in there. Okay. Um, I had said this about two and a half years ago, and I had brought this up. People, please remember, uh, things in this nation, it's about race, number one, power and authority, two, three. And the fourth one is money. You're talking about elections and stuff. Those of you who live in South Georgia who do listen at WMNF and probably listen at this, this show, you need to go out and you need to vote. All right. And I know we try to play this neutral thing about, well, we're not promoting uh, Republican. We're not promoting Democrat. Uh, but that's so funny. You go up and down the AM dial and it's always conservative this, conservative that, and family values, and this and that, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I had brought this up to Mobili when you weren't here last week. Mm. Um, take over. You just said that, Walter. We need to take over and take control as far as destiny is concerned. Right. Take over. Uh, it's more than just you know, well, we got control of the Senate. No, take over it. Take over. We, we need Warnock in there. We don't need somebody like Herschel Walker. Oh, okay, God, no. who doesn't know up from down, <laughs> <laughs> from right from left? <laughs> All right. You ain't got a comment, Walter, because <laughs> people don't understand the forces that are against uh, people who are speaking out and saying what they want, you know, what what is right. All right. Yeah, take over. All right. Uh, what else did you bring up? The uh, reporting, crime reporting to the crime FBI. Crime reporting. Yeah. Crime, yeah it, it seems like it's a war against truthful information. Why you don't right. want to report that? Right. Why, why you don't want to do that? Because if, if I'm the governor, I'm able to uh, put out this bogus police force that's arresting people, but you're giving uh, people cards and stuff, making them feel that they have the right to vote, and then you showing up with this police force, talking about, I'm right. sorry, we got to arrest you. They don't want the, the truthful information to come out. No. They no. don't want the truthful information to come out. And most people who are um, in between, many of whom are white, some are black, you know, well, I don't see what's, what's the big big deal about. Um, hmm. Man, you do a whole lot of stuff out of that. Kind of organize my thoughts. Uh, they, you did a great job. You, <laughs> you did a great job with that, man. Yeah, they don't think that, well, maybe I live in the villages or I live in Sarasota or I live in certain areas in uh, Pasco or whatever. It's not going to affect me. It is going to affect you. It is going to affect you. Um like that old saying, it's a lot I wanted to say, but I'm going to get off the air. But it's a lot that I want to say. When they came after the Jews, don't roll your eyes. That's truthful. Mm -hmm. That's right. That, that statement, when that, where that came from, when they came after, no, when they came after the gypsies, I wasn't a gypsy, so I wasn't concerned. Right. When they came after the Slavs, Yugoslavians, I wasn't Yugoslavian, so I wasn't really concerned about that. When they came after the Jews, I'm not Jewish, so I didn't really care about them. But then when they came after me, I wanted to look left and look right and to scream out. But guess what? There was nobody left to speak out with me and for me. So wake up, folks.
wake up. I mean, what Governor DeSantis has done and it is doing, it's like a spirit across this entire nation. It's like to historically erase for black folk, and the, uh, those are our stories. Teach your children our stories. Well, you know what? It's interesting that you say that because we 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 have a another another piece here that we're going that we're going to be covering uh, with regard to that with regard to our our story, our history, and um, and basically these disappearing towns. That are the towns that have disappeared over time that no one has ever heard about, and why they're why no one's heard about them. So, um, and, and thank you very much, Dale. We're gonna we're, we're gonna okay. we got some other calls, and thank you, man. Again, okay, all right, peace. Um, you know, we have five American towns that have been that that are recorded here. There are more. There are more. But five in this article are mentioned just as the top five American towns that disappeared, Mabili. Hmm. Disappeared. Black towns. Guess where they are? Hmm. Underwater. Oh. Wow. Underwater. We're gonna come we're gonna come back to that in just a minute. Let's go to these phone lines and, yeah. and get these calls. And when we talk about reporting crimes, one of the Things that has not been reported are the hate crimes. Exactly. That's the FBI, according to the FBI, hate crimes skyrocketed last year, but most towns are not really uh, reporting them. Let's go back to the telephone lines. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hello? Hello. Hey. Hey, welcome to the Sunday Forum. Uh, hi, how are you? All right, all right. Uh, I, I just wanted to call because, um, but first I'll tell you, I am a, I'm a white male. I'm like 64 years old, conservative. Um, and, uh, I liked Donald Trump as a president, but I also liked Barack Obama. We were, I was happy when Barack Obama ran and, and he won. But by the time his presidency was over, I was disappointed in what he, the things that he had done. And, uh, WMNF, I've loved WMNF since y'all started. I've been listening to y'all since y'all started in the very beginning. And I hear y'all say things like, y'all are in the middle, you are not. You don't lean one way or the other, you know, you try to be fair. I don't see that. I stopped. I, uh, I don't support the station anymore. I stopped sending money because you're all about the left. And you guys are stoking racism to the hilt. It's just, y'all live in a bubble. What is wrong with you people? What is wrong with this country? I mean, we're stoking racism. We're stoking racism. When Barack Obama was president, okay, when Barack Obama was president, all they did was show hate towards that man and and talk about his wife like a dog, you know. And it's it's us that's the problem. That's that's the kind of skewed thinking that you get from racists. But thank you for your past support. Go ahead, hey, caller. Thanks, thanks, yeah, thanks for the show, guys. Uh, about the book burning and uh, critical race theory, it kind of made me think about the real snowflakes in this country. It's like, I mean, the Republicans are offended because you're actually teaching um, um, the history of our, uh, what happened with race in this country, or um, you're banning these books because they offend you because you don't like what's in them. Doesn't that make you a snowflake? <laughs> I mean, I just a thought there. 
Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're getting close to the news, but we got time for some more calls. 813-239-9663. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning, brothers. Peace and bless. Good morning, Good morning. Queen Mother. How you doing? I'm excellent. I just want to say, like, uh, with MSNBC, if you look, and I look at it kind of like that's my go-to station, and early morning, like morning Joe, you, you, you're beginning mm-hmm. to see, like, a, a ton of profanity, uh, you know, yeah. kind of like talking these things that you couldn't say on the radio and television, and now it's all being said, you know, like the floodgates have been opened. But when it comes to the matter of race issue, I notice the people that they're bringing forth that's going to be aligned with their views, the host views. And so, like, you have a brother named Eddie, I think his name is Eddie Galt. He's a professor. Stop, African-American man, but he nails it every time. And so when they don't want somebody that's going to nail it every time and so white America, like, who they are, then they're going to bring, you know, like a Al Sarton or Gene Robinson or somebody who's going to be, you know, soft in the middle because, you know, people protecting their jobs. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Cross was one that that's told it straight, you know? Right. And this history of... African people telling it straight is not just a national issue. It has been a local issue as well. That when it becomes offensive to the establishment, then those voices have to be silent. That's historic. Mm -hmm. And so when we kind of like move along and see now books uh, that tell our history and our story is under extreme attack. Those should all be Christmas stocking stuffers for our community. That we should be laser focused because the reality, the way I see it, is that we have taken almost 20 steps back into the 60s where if if you want to get along in this establishment, you got to keep your head down and keep your mouth shut. Mm. Black people can't talk about real issues of suppression. We got to play the blame game that it is our fault. We watch the whole gentrifying of our neighborhood, and somehow it's because we don't have enough money to buy property, and that's why it's happening to us. Mm. We have, you know, like in this city, a mayor that is not accountable to the whole community. And let me just share this as a clear example. Inside of East Tampa, we've been talking about simple stuff. Housing repairs. Can't get it done. You can have $18 million on the table on your CRA. You still can't get nothing done. It goes backwards and forth. But right there in the middle of the black community, you got one of the biggest marijuana distribution factories right down Hannah, right before you get to 30th, you go uh, on Henry. Right. That's where the marijuana plant is, on Henry. And then if you go on Hannah, you got the big old forces that's building a big old center, uh, city center that's going to be the whole police department back there on top of the black community. 
and then you just go right down the street where Fair Oaks at, and you still can't get nothing done. You can't build like one house that's affordable for working class people because they keep changing the terminology that it can't be affordable no more because it's out of reach. So it ain't just Donald Trump. It's not all just Republicans. It is those that want to continue the status quo. Mm. And I don't never start nationally. I start right where my eyes can look at that city council watching how they move and watching how power is being consumed by individuals in this city and the rest of us are being left so far behind that if we don't take stock, stand up, speak up, take courage of those that were fighting against apartheid, take courage of those that were fighting and standing doing a civil rights movement, we become lame ducks within our own race because we are afraid of what we might lose materially. Thank you so much, and y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your words. Uh, you know, hey amen. Um, those those who are, are waiting to get through, if you will hold on until, uh, until after uh, the NPR break, then we'll come back to you. We'll be, yeah. We need to hear those words. That's right. We need to hear those words. Uh, I... I am glad that those are the last words before the break. It gives everybody something to think about. Mm-hmm. The and you have to start locally. You have you to have start to. locally. You have and to run locally. To pay. Yeah, you, you got. Listen, we we have some real issues here, and when we talk about the five American black the, the black towns, mm-hmm. the black American towns that disappeared. Mm-hmm. Think about what's happening right here in Hillsborough County right now. Right. Think about it. We're going to run it down when we come back. Uh, <laughs> in just a minute after the NPR break. Yeah. Uh, this is your host, Walter Us, but the second the voice of the Tampa Bay area.